The last number of weeks, I'm, I'm getting welled up. I know it may seem odd for a man to call Jesus his husband, but he is. I'm his bride. The whole body of Christ is his bride. All over this world, it's tremendous. And yet, he treats each one of us like it's the only one. He does. And he's beautiful. Tremendous. A couple weeks ago, I, my wife and I were, it's in the morning. That's when I kind of get fired up sometimes. My afternoon evenings, I tend to fall asleep in my chair. Kind of follow the same path as my mom and dad always did. Uh, theirs was like behind the newspaper, and then finally it would just fall down and they were out. Uh, mine's probably the television. Um, anyhow, there was a song I was listening to. I like Neil Diamond. And uh, I don't listen to him really that often, but for some reason I had him on my phone on YouTube, and, and uh, it was a song called Holly Holy. And it was uh, recorded back in 1971, and, and uh, he was kind of young back then. He had his guitar with him, and, and he had got done uh, doing a concert, and he, he asked the crowd, the audience, if there was another song, and somebody blurted out a song that, that he hadn't sang in a long while, and and uh, he said he, he didn't really feel comfortable in singing that one, but he would decide to sing Holly Holy. And he started out, he said, don't really pay any mind to the lyrics. He said, just get the feel of the song, Holly Holy. So I was like, yeah, right. I'm going to check these lyrics out after I was listening to the song. And it amazed me, and I began to well up in the, on the inside of what I read. Uh, he spoke about or he sang about miracles. The sun comes up in the middle of the night. A lame man walks upright, begins to fly. I can't remember all the lyrics, but a lonely child basically is taken care of and, and and I was like man those are miracles those are miracles and I got this vision of a marriage that I just spoke about I kind of seen a flash from the beginning until the marriage feast of the lamb And when you think about a wedding, at least in a lot of circles, you, you have that first dance. Yeah. That's where we're at today. That dance started 
right after the cross. That dance started at the day of Pentecost. It exploded. 3,000 were saved that day. Jesus makes the moves. Our husband makes the moves, and we just surrender, surrender, surrender to his moves. He makes the plans. He makes the plans. And I'm going to share a few stories later on that. Just surrender and allow him to make the moves and do what he asks you to do. In America, we like rewards. And when you get done with college, you would like to have some rewards, wouldn't you? Yeah. A lot of hard work. Yeah. Yeah. People run races. They get rewards. Stars, celebrities get rewards. Kids in school get rewards. We love rewards. They're pretty awesome. Yeah. We like to be noted for that, seen for that. Worked hard for it. Well, there's a reward here. There's lots of rewards that are spoken of in the Bible when we belong to the kingdom of God. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read the last part of this verse first, and then before the first part. And then your recompense, your reward, will be great, rich, strong, intense, and abundant. And you will be sons of the Most High. That's quite a reward, isn't it? What does it take to get that reward? What has to happen when we get that reward? But love your enemies and be kind and do good, doing favors so that someone derives benefit from them and lend expecting and hoping for nothing in return, but considering nothing at lost and despairing of no one, and then your recompense, your rewards will come. Yeah. For he, for he is kind and charitable and good to the ungrateful and the selfish and the wicked. Yeah. That's that dance. He makes the moves. And we just trust in Him because we believe in Him. We rely on Him. We adhere to Him. That first dance is pretty close, isn't it? Yeah. We're one with Him. And we just do what He does. Here's another reward, basically the same in a sense. It says, anyone who confesses and acknowledges, owns that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides, lives, makes his home in him. And he abides and lives and makes his home 
in God. All they have to do is just to acknowledge, confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's done all the work. He's paid the price for every sin, for every sin, for every sin of the whole world. It's gone. Every sin committed, past, present, and future is gone. It's been lifted up. It's gone. However far that is, as far as the east is from the west, it's gone. When we think about that, it makes it easier to make those moves with Jesus. You see, it's easier for him. Yeah. He doesn't look at that person and see sins. He sees the blood of his son. Father does. When I see people of the world I well up inside and want to share the good news. Jesus said in verse John, it's a powerful verse because in that chapter it speaks about uh, proving and testing. And if someone does not acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord, they've got the wrong spirit. But one who does is filled with the Spirit. Then it talks about the unity in the body of Christ. It gets pretty strong. It says if a, a brother hates another brother, It's pretty, pretty bad. It says, my love is not in you. <clears throat> Confession of faith is awesome. God abides in you. In verse 19, it said the reason why we basically love him is because he first loved us. And that's the answer. We can't love one another without that love. Without that first love. See, it goes way back to that chamber of counsel before he even created this universe. He first loved us. He knew our names. He knew all about us. He's seen us. He's seen what we're going to do. He's seen what Adam and Eve was going to do. And yet he went ahead and created us. He believed in us. He believed in us. He believed in us. And he gave us a home. He gave us this earth. 
He plenished it with anything you can imagine for us to manage. He lent it to us. He lent it to us for us to take care of. Despite what we did, I can't imagine Adam and Eve, I can't imagine what they felt like after they realized what they had done. I can't imagine that that seed from there on would have a sinful nature to the whole human race. God had a plan, and that plan was made before the foundations of this earth and to send his son buy everything back. I don't know what went on in that chamber of council. I just can't imagine. You know, we, we create and build skyscrapers, and, and they've got specification books by the bazookas, I'm sure. And he created this whole universe and galaxies and galaxies. And I mean, if he wanted to make another Earth, there's plenty of planets out there that are unformed, and he could just pull up some dust and, and there it is. Yeah. But this Earth, this Earth and the people that are on it are his prize. We're prized. We were made in his image, in his likeness, and he loves us. He first loved us. Let's keep dancing with our great husband. Let's go with his moves. Let's go with his moves. Love first. It's our turn to love First, it's him loving through us. I know that. Just surrender. Love first. Earlier, I was looking at this audience here, and it's not as big as it used to be, which is fine with me. I, I enjoy that. I remember, it took me back uh, when Sue and I got married, and we started coming here. It was a year after they had built this building, and, uh, and it was a small group. It was a, a family. We got close. We got close. Bryfogel showed up. Yeah. Still here. Still here. Yeah. We grew. We grew. We love people. We love people. Yeah. I love Jesus and I love people. This place is going to grow this year. I claim that in the mighty name of Jesus, this place is going to grow. And it's to the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. Numbers don't really bother me. I, I you know, I think of the day of Pentecost, over 3,000 saved that day. It's okay to think of numbers. <laughs> it really is. There's no problem with that. It's not maybe the reason why we do that, but it's it exploded. We're still seeing the effects today of that great explosion. 
the cross of Jesus Christ. Let me share a couple stories. My wife and I, uh, in our lives, um, this is basically stories that happened uh, probably over 20 years ago. And I'm not going to really mention names. Uh, there was a couple that came here, and uh, they lived actually right over here. I think Lou Ann and Bunny would know the family uh, because they were kind of raised in this community. Uh, anyhow, they, they were coming here, and I had, I guess, the privilege to go there and do some carpenter work on their house, and I happened to be standing in their living room, and I seen this picture uh, of this guy I went to school with. And, uh, and so I said something to her about it, and uh, it was her son, and she had three other sons I didn't really know, and I knew this one. And uh, at the time, he was living, him and his wife, in Arkansas. And I said, man, I'd love to meet him someday. I really would. I'd love to meet him. Well, they moved in from Arkansas to live there with his, actually he was his adopted dad. Uh, it was her children, but he, for some reason, adopted this one here, given his last name. But anyhow, they moved in, and one day, on a Friday evening, we my wife and I and the children were going to go to GMS to a basketball game, volleyball game, and enjoy that. And we were in the garage, and uh, I opened up the garage door, and this car was pulled up in the back of our van, and, and it was already starting to get dark, and the lights were on, and I couldn't tell who it was. And this guy came in to my garage, and I rolled down my window, and he says, said, hey, man, he said, I just got kicked out of our home, my parents. And we got all our belongings with us. They ain't got no place to go. And I was like, okay. Um, so I kind of thought fast. I said, look, why don't you come to the games with us? I said, I'll pay your way in. And I said, that'll give time for my wife and I to think about it. He said, okay. So he turned around, hopped in the car, and I closed the window. And my daughter spoke up and said, Dad, they can have my bed. I said, wow. I looked at my wife, and we agreed to it. So they came to live with us. couple of months he was pretty angry pretty angry he made a comment one morning uh, that he could see the house from the parking lot and he knew when his dad would come out to the mailbox and he said he could shoot him he was big red in the face. 
And then he did say, I'm sorry, Father, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't, I know, forgive me for, for saying that. And he was an angry, I remember him in school basically fighting. He was a fighting fellow. He lived in our home. I can't remember, really, all the details about that. It's been so long ago. But I know we talked about Jesus often. Long story short, they ended up reconciling. And they moved to Florida. They went to Florida. And then their parents went to Arkansas, and his mom had passed away, and so they went to Arkansas also, and they took care of his dad until he passed away. I still call him and talk to him. And we always end the phone conversation. I love you, brother. And I love you too, brother. And they go to a church there. They're active in that church, serving the Lord. Fact is, last time I had talked to him, he said he's got the Bible out and the commentaries. It's his first time to teach Sunday school. And I didn't really know at the time this was my first time to be preaching or something and speaking and sharing. Yeah. It's another story. We often had people over in our home and people would come to our church that were new and we would invite them over and go over to their house. I was kind of a dude that would just call up and say, hey, you guys going to be home? We'd like to come over. It's kind of what we'd done back then. And uh, sometimes I would stop during the day because this certain individual basically worked at home. And... Uh, one day he said, hey, he said, there's a, a fellow in the neighborhood who does chicken house crusting, and he's asking me a lot of questions. I don't know how to answer him. He said, you, you need to talk to him. I said, okay. I said, well, I said, uh, you plan it. So one day we, I was at home. And I had built this here open stairway, and I needed, uh, I was getting ready to load it on my pickup, and I got this phone call, and, and it was this uh, fellow who wanted, to, wanted me to talk to this other gentleman. I'm sorry, I can't mention names, I just can't. Uh, but anyhow, they, they wanted me to help, actually, uh, Scott and Faith to move at the time. And uh, I said, well, look, if you come and help me move the stairway, I'll, I'll come and help you move. And so I got over to their house to, uh, to help move, and they already had one trailer full, and this fellow and Scott left to unload it somewhere else. And, and this guy said, hey, he said, uh, this other fellow's inside. He's yours. I said, oh, okay. There we go. And so I was like, how am I going to begin this conversation? Because 
I did, I did know that he had started reading the Bible in Genesis for some reason, and so I just kind of said hi to him when we started talking. I said, hey, I, I heard you're, you're reading the Bible. He said, yeah. And uh, really out of the whole conversation, when I walked away from there, I was amazed, and I, I basically shared salvation to him like five times. It just always went back to Jesus. Always went back to Jesus and the cross. Yeah. And I told him one day, I said, you know, I said, you can, you can talk to Jesus and, and ask him to come into your life at any time. I said, I don't have to be around. So you can wake up in the middle of the night and do it. It doesn't really matter. And that's what he did. <laughs> they ended up coming here. They accepted Christ. Their two children went to our school. And they're serving the Lord today. I seen the changes right immediately after he accepted Christ and the things that were going on. The, I don't like to point out too much stuff, but one of the things I noticed and I kind of prayed about, you know, these guys would have these certain calendars up in their garage. They were tool calendars, is what I'll call it. And uh, so I just asked the Lord to, to deal with that. I wasn't going to say anything. And one week I went over there. All but one was gone. And another time I went over and that one was gone and it was antique cars. Uh, I just thank the Lord for that. That's the changes that the Holy Spirit does when, when you're in Him and He's in you. And they keep growing in faith and growing in faith. Because when they adhere to Him, there are some things that that they had been adhered to by the blood of Jesus Christ, it comes loose. It comes loose. It comes loose. And they longer adhere to that. I see that over and over and over again in my own life. Yeah. All that happened before I was set free. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. God is good. Tremendously loves us. We're his prized possessions. And I want more. I want more. I want more. I want to see more. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, you guys can first love. First love. Thank you, Jesus. I just pray over this house in the name of Jesus right now. Breathe mightily, Father. Soften up hearts of compassion. And when they see people of this world, they just surrender to what you want them to do and watch the effects happen. By your Holy Spirit, fill them up that they would adhere to you, 
trust in you, believe in you. Full confidence. No fear. No fear. For when they love, fear is gone. Fear is gone. Get filled up with his love. Get filled up with his love. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.